This was our volume. I thought it was his. Yeah, I think it might have been. Am I too quiet or am I too loud? You're good. Yeah, you were. It was a little loud just with my hear my headphones on, oh, and okay. so I was trying to turn it down a tiny bit. But I realized I turned down our volume rather than oh. yours. Yeah, I'm in a new. Volume. I'm in a new room, so we're, we're kind of testing. This yeah, out. I can't. I can't adjust his volume at all. You just you just taped the mic straight to your mouth, which is why it's coming in a bit hot, huh? Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, going to be talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This episode is brought to you by A's Chips. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Footy Fellas Pod, F-O-O-T-Y, Fellas Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Who wants to go first with their political take on what's going on these days just a quick recap <laughs> of how the how the recent uh corona news affects america its relations with foreign countries anyone want to take that yeah well you see the way uh geopolitics kind of map out um in this modern 2020 pandemic um can kind of be likened to 4d chess uh, if you guys are familiar with that um you know it, Actually, you know what? You guys don't. I don't think we have the IQ to talk about that. Um, Debate-wise, debate-wise, should should I say for the matter, um, I'm happy I have soccer in my life because that that feels a little more sane. I can understand what's going on in soccer in the debate world. I, I'm, I'm lost. I, I, nothing nothing made sense to me coming out of that. Yeah, it was a disaster, and and the COVID news is really. Shouldn't be too surprising, I have to say, but it is because of how widespread it is throughout the White House and even top Republican politicians. Yeah, I'm definitely glued to my phone for news more than I've been any time in the last year, honestly, with so much going on. It's good to stay informed, but that the more you're, you've been connected and tied to the news within the last four years, it's been depressing in a lot of ways. And so I haven't been too close to it but i since that news i've definitely been glued to to seeing all new developments something about the the real-time nature of it in a very tragic and you know satirical like shakespearean way the whole year what's the, all unfolding there's so much that's been going on that just has felt ironic so much that's you know one one end of the spectrum argues something and then something that completely you know counters their point happens literally in the world yeah covid doesn't exist that person gets covid you know mm-hmm. just one of many many kind of landmarks this year that's just hitting us over and over again just slapping us with irony i'm about it you're pretty you're a pretty ironic guy you got a pretty good iron ph level huh yep what is it what's your iron ph level um uh, uh better than most so you'd say better than average, which is, uh, well, a little bit more than the mean. Okay. And um, and frankly, uh, not too not too bad, not too dangerous yet. I see your iron pH level for all of our listeners. 
It is a 6.8. Okay. I don't know where that falls on the scale, but uh, I'm not... I'm not sick, so we're good. Yeah, none of us are doctors, but I'm pretty sure you need to go to the emergency room immediately if you have a 6.8 iron pH level. Just something I heard on a different podcast, potentially. Oh, is, sure. it, is that too good or bad? Like, is it because he needs to go there to help people? It's like he has a really good pH balance, and they need he needs to share it with right. others. Okay, got it. Way to go, man! That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yep, it's uh, quite low. <laughs> you just researched it and you're on your way you're doing this from the car on the way to the hospital <laughs> all right see you guys <laughs> no no episode today <laughs> good luck good luck well on the far right or left from politics mm-hmm. whichever way that was for you yep let's talk about candles okay because we were ripping a candle a fresh candle okay in our living room earlier today and it smelled up the place in a rather nice way yes wouldn't have it any other way Great. Let's talk about something else now. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to, I wanted to shout out candles because there's such a, they feel like such an extra and then you light, you light it and the smell fills the room and you realize it should have been a necessity rather than an extra. Mm. So I just want to, I want to call out the extras in our life like candles. Damn. That's deep. What else would we consider an extra that doesn't get the, the praise it deserves in our house? No, we don't have too much in our house. Clocks, <laughs> clocks are clocks are a little. You put those off to the side, but shout out, you, yeah. On schedule. Shout out to Father Time. Mm-hmm. I see any any shout outs? Any shout outs to extras that don't get the love they deserve? Shout out to Mike Dean, <laughs> ref center ref. <laughs> that 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 man's a vet, and he was running today. Let me tell you, he was running up and down that field today. It's a fit man. He's on his bike, which we also have. That's an extra in our house is Max's bike that changes locations, but keeps things spicy. Yep. I got to get that out of here. (laughs) Just before winter, before what, once it's impossible to ride outside anymore here in Chicago, it's literally an extra. It's just extra. It's very extra right now. Yeah. (laughs) So we got candles, father time, Mike Dean and a bike. Shout out to all of the extras in our lives and in, in your lives, mm. in the Foff's lives. Mm-hmm. This is a shout out. If you want to shout out an extra that wasn't one of those four specific extras, send them this episode. Mm-hmm. And that'll be your nice way of saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yep. You're on my mind. Yep. All the time. All the time. You're not just extra. No. So send them the episode and like it. If you're going to send it to, if you're going to send it to them mm-hmm. and you have to go online to grab the link, like yep. it, subscribe, subscribe to it, give yep. rate it five stars, right? Comment. Yeah. Forward it along. Forward it. Copy it. Paste it. You could, Bump or you it. could just, you could cut it, twist it. Yeah. <laughs> bump it. Mm-hmm. For, well, for sure. You're going to bump it, bump it down, bump it up. Reshare. Yeah. Retweet with a comment. Okay. Retweet it. You said that already. Oh, that's where we got to cut you off. That's you're it. On a, you're on I a said roll, retweet. But you, you retweeted your retweet. All right. All right. League updates because Tony's ready with the music. Oh, Tony, hit it. Finger on the trigger. Hit it, Tony. Going to run through the league updates pretty quick this, this week. Get all the way around the world and back again. Starting off with the Premier League. If you missed it, Everton is now the best team in the world. Yep. 
undefeated, four wins on top of the Premier League. Life is great. Not just the men's team, but in the Women's Super League in England, Everton is also on top of the table. At 3-0, undefeated, winning this weekend against Aston Villa, 6-0. Everton is feeling great right now as a whole, the club. In the Bundesliga, Dortmund is back to winning ways with Haaland doing his thing again this year. 4-0 versus Freiburg this weekend. Two goals and an assist for Haaland in La Liga. Since their impressive debut, scoring six goals, we called out Suarez a couple weeks ago. Since then, Atletico Madrid have drawn nil-nil, 0-0 in their last two matches, including against Villarreal this weekend. Serie A, AC Milan, Inter, Napoli, Atalanta, all looking very impressive, sitting atop the table at 2-0 undefeated in Ligue 1. Rennes is on top, off to a hot start, and we'll see how long they can hold off PSG, probably another week or two. And lastly, the United, the United, <laughs> the UCL, ah. UEFA Champions League, which ah. is United in their draw, Yes, which United is a part of the draw, mm-hmm. which I've drawn for today's topic. Yep. I think UNICEF is a sponsor. It's not United. I'll take it back. I'm done. Keep going. Okay. UCL, we'll get to it. We'll get to it later in our main topic. I know we all have some hot takes and first takes that we want to share with y'all. That's it for the league update. I was impressed with some of my names there that I didn't practice like Ren. You nailed it. Because people would look at it and think Rens or Rennes. Rennes. Reens. Rennes. They're French. I see. Have you enjoyed watching Everton's rise to greatness this year or has it irked you? <laughs> no, it's it's been good. It's been nice. I've enjoyed it. Um, they, they're really looking like a cohesive unit. It's fun to watch. Their defense is shaky, uh, but I think... I think their attacking prowess is looking really good. The pieces fit together a lot quicker, or so it seems, than than people, including myself, would have thought from the beginning of the year, given all their new transfers. But Hamez, looking like the Hamez of old. It's pretty exciting. I'm going to head to our first sponsor read. Thank our sponsors. As always, they make this possible. And after that, we'll be back talking a little bit of UEFA Champions League. Stick with us. Hey, uh, Icy, you're a big fan of potato chips, right? Oh, yeah. You are too, right? Right, Eli? But mm-hmm. but what's that What's that big complaint you always have about, about chips? They're too not crunchy. And that other thing you always say all the time, they, have, they never have enough flavor variety. Whenever you're in the store, they just don't have what you're looking for. Well, you'll, be both, you'll both be super psyched to hear that disgruntled employees from Lay's and Jay's got together and formed their own potato chip brand, A's. No longer shackled by corporate flavor restrictions, when you see a bag, you'll be saying, A's, pass me the bag. What, what do no flavor restrictions mean, precisely? It means everything's fair game. Feel like filet mignon? Done. Flan? That you can plan on it. Szechuan eggplant, a uh, duh. Escargot, yup. Crab rangoon, <laughs> yes please. Tandoori chicken, you betcha. Egg salad, oh yeah. Interested in trying inanimate objects? A's has got you. Shoelace, of course. Brass doorknob, delicious. Ceiling tile, chalky. Subway seat, scooch over. A's is here to save your day. Crunch into Flavorville, population you 
That was a strong finish. <laughs> that that was you know, I get a lot of Harry Potter jelly bean vibes from from these guys, A's. You you, know, you you actually they they I think they do have they have literally a bag of Harry Potter jelly beans. But they're chips, so but in chipped flavor. Oh so it's all of those flavors, but they're chips. It's literally the same thing. But it's, 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 they can't call it Harry Potter, so it's called Ari Otter. Ari Otter. Ari Otter A's. I was, they, they have a knack for just taking the first letter off of common names. I definitely want to try brass doorknob. You know, I'm wondering if they have computer monitor. That'd be an inanimate object I, I'd like to try. Have you just been eyeing your computer monitor for a I while now? There are these juicy screens all damn day eight hours a day i want to just take a bite out of them just crunch on zeros and ones <laughs> so i'm hoping they have that flavor i'll be i'm a big fan yeah it sounds like you can basically make your own flavor they have their it's kind of they're going the nike route of mm-hmm. build your own build right. your own flavor and you could just plop in whatever you want and they'll put it in their machine and boop boop beep boop 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 beep boop and then they'll just send you a new bag of chips yep no, you nailed it, dude. That is exactly how that works. Um, frankly, like it gets me excited even thinking about all the different <laughs> options you can have out there. Stop I'm, stop talking like that into the microphone, Jim. All the I listeners are scared. I like the prospect of just <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to cut this. It's getting exonerated. Already at Target and there's just the thing is they don't announce their flavors, I think. I think you just walk you just have to find what they got. And sometimes you'll be in there and they'll just have brick flavored chips. Or they'll have refrigerator handle chips. So it's actually, it's good for the environment because they're taking old stuff potentially and turning it into chips. Well, I hope not. I hope they're just artificially flavoring it with <laughs> ingredients that they that they just concoct on their own. I don't know if they UEFA Champions League draw. Flavored chips is possible. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, if that's what you're suggesting. <laughs> yeah, what, what would the flavor be, huh? For this draw. Um, I'll put you on the spot, huh? It, Name the flavor of this it, UEFA Champions League Saffron. Draw. <laughs> okay, icy. Um, uh, it would be aioli. Okay, I was thinking. I was thinking the flavor <laughs> would be difficult for Group H. Am I right? Yeah, it would be uh, a, a battle. Battle of the all-time greats flavored in Group G. A little wordy, but definitely tasty. Definitely kind of crunchy. You can't you can't say that there aren't some mouthwatering matchups in these groups, huh? That's oh, true. Definitely. What, what was your first reaction? Obviously, each of you have a stake in the game with Man U for Jones and Liverpool for Winter. We can start with those groups because that's top of mind. You probably looked at the draw, found your team, reacted to it. Jones your take on Man U's group first impressions group H for those who don't have the calendar, the, the, the uh, bracket up in front of you, it's got Istanbul. Bashak Tishir. I nailed that man United PSG and RB Leipzig in your first read. When you're looking at this, uh, whether you're a, a layman or experienced vet is clearly PSG Man U and, and RB Leipzig are all big hitters. Um, especially PSG, a former finalist, and RB Leipzig, a semifinalist um, last year. Uh, if you're a United fan like me, you're you're very, very sus. Um, I think I think PSG's pretty much got it wrapped up. They just have so much firepower, and I think over the past 
few years, like they've just dominated any group play that they've been a part of. So almost automatic bid. Um, ultimately, end of the day, I think there's two things. One is how many points can United and Leipzig rack up against Istanbul, if at all? I think an interesting uh, cog in the mix for you United fans is if you guys remember the the Brazilian twins, Rafael and Fabio back in the day, they were the wingbacks. Uh, Rafael now plays for Istanbul. So there's a nice uh, little um, reuniting there. But summing this up, I think end of the day, it's going to come down to who outsmarts who, uh, unfortunately. I I think United has good firepower and in some ways can outmatch RB Leipzig. But if it's a battle of of wits between Ole and Nagelsmann, I don't think United stand a chance. So Hart says says United pull through, uh, Head says Head says Leipzig. So PSG, Leipzig, United, Istanbul. I see group D thoughts on Liverpool's group. Yeah. So I, you know, it's Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and a team. I just can't pronounce. Where are they from? I'm not even sure where they're from or which country they represent. I want to say, yeah, uh, they're from Denmark. Oh, okay. Um, you know, the league actually, or this group actually looks pretty tough. Uh, Ajax is quality. Atalanta has always been, been good attacking. Um, I think they have their hands, their hands full uh, with this group. I think, I do think Liverpool will make it out of this group just, you know, maybe not barely, but it'll be tough for sure. Uh, I think they can claim the first spot and I think Ajax will get that second spot. Um, so I think those two will make it out of this group. Fingers crossed. Atalanta was a team last year as well that people were hyping up out of Serie A because they were such big goal scorers. And I remember, who were they playing Leipzig? Who were they playing in the round of 16 last year when we came back from the long break? They played City. I think that was a game against City ah, or, or PSG. Played... It was one of them where, where okay. they came back at the very end. Maybe PSG, where, where they scored like in the dying embers. It was Atalanta's game. Um, um, but, but that said, I, I, I also feel like Atalanta gets a, a nice shout either way. Ajax, Atalanta and pool all play very offensive, open, open-ended games, uh, where I anticipate some entertaining ball. Yeah. And you'd, you'd think Liverpool will come out on top. I'm confident along with you. I see that Liverpool should absolutely come out on top of that group. Just quickly, the other thought I had about looking at the draw was, you know, Manchester City is in a pretty nice spot in Group C with Porto, Olympiacos, and Marseille. Granted, I don't know too much about how these teams are doing right now, but uh, off the bat, doesn't seem like a lot of firepower too much uh, for Man City to, to handle. However, Man City has been struggling uh, in the Premier League recently, so uh, but I think it's a pretty it's a fairly easy group for them. Group G, the big heavyweight matchup people are talking about. Juventus, Barcelona, both in the same group. Messi and Ronaldo playing each other in the group stage for the first time in the Champions League. Not just that, but Weston McKinney versus uh, Dest. Another big U.S. matchup, a subplot perhaps for some of us. If they both get time and actually play in those those games, we'll, we'll see. But Ronaldo, Messi in the same group. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm, yeah definitely excited for it. 
it's um it's about time that they meet up. I imagine at this point in their careers, perhaps they'll be very they'll they'll be even be more cordial with one another, friendly, happy, you know, to see at least in a showmanship way, happy to see one another. Um, I think we also got to keep an eye out for Conrad de la Fuente, the other uh, American, uh, half American on the um, Barcelona team who might see some time as well. In in the end, though, uh, you're looking at across leagues, and you know we've got some other teams to talk about, but uh, we got some American influence starting to peep, peep, peek into these, even even on the, the Leipzig team with uh, Tyler Adams starting to peek through. Um, it's kind of wild to actually talk about teams making it into far rounds of Champions League with Americans very much present, helping them along the way. Group E as well. I kind of like Ren, the team we mentioned today in League League Un, doing pretty well so far this year. Like, oh, the thank you, I mispronounced it. <laughs> gotcha. They've they've got Chelsea, Sevilla, Krasnodar, a team from Russia in their group, and you'd think Chelsea could could power through, and they should be coming out of that group, which I agree with. Sevilla, the other team you'd expect with Krasnodar sitting at the bottom of that group, but I think there's the most up for grab in that group, perhaps because none of the team are at, none of these teams are absolute powerhouses and will steamroll the competition. Again, you'd probably favor Chelsea in that group given the depth they have, all the signings they brought in this year if they turn it around and play well like they did in the, the Premier League this weekend. But that group might be the most up for grabs in terms of both the first and second spot to, to move on to the quarters or round of 16, sorry. Ooh, interesting. So you'd argue there's more variability in Group E versus Group H. Group H, you have a pretty solid... <laughs> top three you're at least top position whereas whereas group e you think there's more up for grabs the opposite yeah i think there's no clear top you'd again you'd say chelsea but then definitely no clear second so we'll see i think group f with dortmund zenit lazio and club bruges again dortmund you put on top similar though second spot could be lazio could be zenit club bruges could surprise people you know i I think people are going to underrate uh, Zenit per per huge, <clears throat> um, just coming out of out of Russia, not not getting the, the the attention that they deserve. But they're always a dangerous team, and I think five thirty eight has them uh, has them with a thirty two percent chance of getting second, uh, which is which is the best in their, in oh, their wow. group. Um, Lazio, I would I would have picked um, especially because they have their new signing Andreas Pereira from Manchester United, an absolute uh, thunderbolt, uh, thunder gem of a pick up, uh, or should I say drop off for United? Thank God he's gone. But I do think dude's a hard worker and I would, I would really do want the best for him. So maybe he will go in there and change things around. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. It feels like it's Dortmund's time to shine and, uh, another American gets to take the stage with Gio Reyna. Let's just shout out all the Americans when, when we get to them. So also back to that Chelsea one, let's holler, let's holler our boy Pulisic. Pulisic. We need, we need like a, an American. Uh, EPL season debut today. Yes, he did. How'd he look? Uh, he looked, he looked sharp. Actually, his very first touch was this kind of hard over the shoulder, uh, settle he had to settle the ball over his shoulder which is quite tough he did he did it well um but overall he looked he looked uh fast led the break with uh Werner at at the end there uh yeah didn't you know didn't get any goals or assists but it was uh 
that'd be asking a lot coming in with only 15 minutes left, but he looked good. I'm excited to see him start soon, hopefully. Which group should we go to? We have two groups left. Let's save group A for last. Group B, Madrid, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, Inter, and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Madrid first, yeah? Feels yeah. feels like it's Zidane's game, so tournament. So Could Inter, is there a shot that Inter could overpass them with their second year of the Lukaku, Sanchez, full squad that got built up last year and started rolling near the end of the year? I don't see it. I just think Real Madrid is, like Joan said, this is Zidane's tournament. They they seem to play well, and they, I, I just think they dominate in group group stage. Who knows if the stats back that up, but it feels like they do. Um, so in, in, Inter's got Inter's got a good team. Obviously, they've got insane depth. You know, looking at any of highlights, you know, can't say I watch enough of the Italian league Serie A. Uh, apparently, they just kind of overwhelm teams with being able to substitute in, uh, you know, guys like Ericsson, uh, you know, cl- you know, just casually off the bench. Um, so they, they have so much depth, which you imagine would help with any tournament that they're playing in. Um, that said, uh, I, I do see a lot of potential for Hakimi. Hakimi's come in pretty hot, and he's a guy who I really do think is an all-star um, player. Could be a, a world all-11 um, as, a, as a right wing back. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if they've finished top of their group, but they're a team that you can definitely see potentially going pretty far. Europa League finalist last year, lost in the final to Sevilla, another club now in the Champions League, uh, Champions League draw here. They've had the attacking prowess, Inter. They've always had the attacking prowess, or at least always being last year, throughout last year. They're scoring goals. Even so far this year, they've put in five, four, seven, five, their last four games. Two of those being league, the other two random teams, to be fair. But if the defense can figure it out and put that piece together, you could see them making a similar run maybe like they did in the Europa League and surprising some people against these bigger clubs, bigger name clubs like Madrid or whoever they face in the round of 16, if they make it that far. And, and let's, let's not also forget, uh, you know, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Shakhtar, both dangerous teams. Uh, I think Gladbach's not necessarily, you know, top, top, but Shakhtar has always been a European danger. Um, so, you know, there, there's pointy edges in that group. You definitely have to be mindful of. Group A, the champions. The champions mount their title defense as Bayern take on Atletico Madrid, Salzburg, Lokomotiv Moskava in the matchups of the season, matchups of the year, 2020, UEFA Champions League is back and Bayern's at the forefront. Will they do it or will they choke? Will they <laughs> Will they eat it or are they blokes? Bayern Munich, UEFA 2020. Flavor Blast brought to you by Asia. Wow, that's mouth water watering. Yeah, I, I think there's a really exciting games in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want uh, I'm on Bay- I think Bayern's coming out top, and I want Locomotive to get that second spot. Wow, I remember them being kind of fun last year. I could be getting them confused with Istanbul and Basakshi Sihir, uh, but I want a Russian team to to advance. Uh, and I, I want Locomotive to knock it. Let's go out. I I will say this. I will say this, fellas. Because <laughs> we're, you know, get it? Footy fellas. So I'll say this, fellas. Um, Atleti is starting to hit their groove. And it's because 
our boy Zhao Felix is starting to feel himself again. And I do, I do think if, if we're putting on like overall kind of takeaways from this Champions League, what are big themes we're looking forward? I'm willing to posit again, it's super early in the season, you know, Atleti may have just had just a wild one-off against Villarreal, but Zhao Felix guys, I think this is his like, all right, he's, he's officially here kind of year. And we can see why he is in my pick, uh, going to be the the future center attacking mid um, in world football, the preeminent domination um, attacker that is going to be, is going to be the, the darling of, of all, of all big, big clubs moving forward and, and why Atletico was willing to put down hundred million plus for him. Um, so I'm, I'm eager to see them play Byron, but I agree. I agree. They could flounder, you know, things could happen. Uh, you know, you don't count out Red Bulls. Red Bull Salzburg is that a, is that where our boy um, Jesse Marsh is coaching the the American, if I'm not mistaken. Another American shout out. Also Chris Richards on Bayern. Shout out. I see you talked about this an episode or two ago about how soccer. I think it was two episodes ago about how soccer is changing the style of play that seems to be most successful and what coaches are employing with these outside backs really getting forward and you need skilled players at those positions like a Davies on Bayern. I'm curious to see if that continues this year because it's, it feels again like the teams that are consistent defensively when it comes to the round of 16 quarterfinals, obviously finals further on once you get out of the the group knockouts, the group group stage the teams that are strong defensively like Bayern that are so compact and consistent like Atletico, they do well. They do well in these Champions League tournaments, whereas the teams like Barcelona, obviously they've done well in the past. It'd be silly to suggest otherwise, but teams that have the offensive firepower but come up against other teams that are just really solid defensively and can't hold their own defensively, they start to struggle. So I'm curious, one, Mm -hmm. if the couple of teams that are really strong defensively will again go far this year, like Bayern, Atletico. PSG surprised me last year with their defensive prowess at certain points, and I think that's what took them further. Uh, Juventus, you could argue, City's struggled so far this year, but Liverpool definitely. They happen to be some of the best teams, but it feels like because their defense is so strong, that gives them the extra bump in a competition like the Champions League. So I'm looking for that. Is the defense going to remain more important of a factor when it comes to these games? And secondly, are more teams going to try and employ that wing back moving forward uh, and getting up and down the pitch more often? Yeah, just one comment on that. You know, it seems like, I don't know if it's a, a trait or characteristic of the English Premier League in general, but it seems like attacking down the wing and getting crosses in has been in, in, in my view, a staple of the of the league itself in England. Uh, and I'm not sure if the same really goes for Spanish league. I think they're more skillful in the middle of the pitch and, and like to do the tiki-taka Barcelona style, give and go triangles around defenses. So, you know, I think, I think we'll see certain clubs. Liverpool will, of course, stick to their bread and butter and Robertson and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold will, will do their thing swing balls in and get, get assists and even some goals. Um, I think Bayern, you know, I think the German league, well, maybe it's just Bayern specifically I'm thinking of, but with Alfonso Davies, as you mentioned, getting up, uh, his speed is just world-class. So it just makes sense. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm not, I'm not too familiar with, uh, many of the other, 
uh, national leagues to to get their sense of, of how they use the the wing. Uh, but I definitely think English English teams will use it. Who's your pick to win it at this moment, Icy, right after the draw has been selected? I'm going to have to go with my heart, and it have to be Liverpool. Um, but if I were picking from heart Liverpool brain, I don't know why Bayern wouldn't win it again. Um, I just think they're, they're – I mean, they had some tough start – a tough start to their German league debut. Uh, but I think they're, they're just a super – dominant consistent team jones yeah i mean you know uh heart and head both say united um you know if they make it through this group stage they're just no one wants to mess with them so i won't i won't state the obvious obviously um so i won't state the obvious obviously obviously you know i won't do that i'm a prodigy (laughs) Just holla at me as I throw down uh, my prophecies. But again, sponsored by A. <laughs> that one tasted like a rhyme. All right, Lin Manuel Miranda. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, he's their first. He's actually their first uh, person they've signed. Whatever that's called, when you sign a person to speak about your product. Yeah. What is a influ influ influenza? influenza? Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. Pandemic jokes. Um. Yeah, no. Let's go. Uh, let's let's give it to let's yeah, let's give it to Byron right now. Just a team that's looking pretty decent. It's always easy to give it to the to the former, uh, the, the incumbent. Um, but but obviously, if we're playing on form at the moment, Liverpool does look pretty dominant. But anything could change. So uh, you know what? Forget about it. I'm gonna pick. Uh... <laughs> How do I say this one? <laughs> Finisvaros. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to pick the one that I can't really pronounce. So let's go with uh, PSG. PSG. You're going PSG? PSG. I think PSG makes it to the final this year and actually comes out on top. Show me that Neymar. If you guys roll that Neymar tape, he's been looking hot. So I'm going to give Neymar and Mbappé, give it, give it their, their, their swan song. Swung song. You guys saw Mbappe is not coming back to PSG next year. He's for sure formally put in. He's Whoa. he's done after this year. So I don't know if they re-sign him again, but he's uh, maybe him and Messi can talk and they can hop on a side together <laughs> on Liverpool. Maybe they can come to MNUFC and just you know play for the big boys. That would cost <laughs> so much money for both of them. I don't even think it's in the the league's agreements. <laughs> the cap. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the league would have to ch- chip in if they would want to buy both of those. I mean, obviously. So, Bayern. Them. Yeah, go ahead, I see. No, never mind. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> Bayern, odds on favorite. Agreed. They'll probably win. If not Bayern, I was going to say Juventus. I think this could be the year they pull it all together. But just looking at their lineup again, their midfield, even with a strong player like Weston McKinney. I mean, all time. All time player in Weston McKinney coming in. I don't think their midfield has what it takes up against some of these clubs. So my pick, instead of Bayern, to spice things up a little bit, will be Atletico, mm. another team in their group, Group A. If the if the new attackers, you have Suarez, you have Luis Suarez now on your side, uh, paired with Joao Felix up top, and a couple of options off the bench, obviously. Their defense is always a staple. I don't even need to look at the names on their team because I know their defense is going to be working their, their butts off. I think Atletico could do it. I think they'll come out of the group, which means they wouldn't play Bayern 
in the round of 16. I got to look at how the draw plays out further further down the line. But I think Atletico, this could be their year after a dry spell of holding up the trophy. I'm I like that take. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. I forgot about big old Suarez making the making splash in Atletico. If he wins with Atletico after winning with Barcelona, is he one of the greatest forwards of all time? Or is that a crazy hot take? If he it's, wins uh, Champions League? If he wins Champions League this year and is one of the better forwards in the competition, puts in some big goals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because because his career isn't even d- defined by just his time at Barcelona, it's it's also his dominant form in uh, in Liverpool. So he's he's got this he's got a long career across different leagues. Yeah. Um and if he does, yeah. I, I, at the moment, he's already he's already I think you could argue in Barcelona lore, he's already kind of a, a legend. Um, um, so yeah, if he, if he does it on another team, I mean, yeah, for sure. All timer. That's our first look at the UEFA champions league draw. We'll come back to it because the competition starts in just three weeks in October, maybe the 20th or 21st is the first match of the group stage. So I think it's a Tuesday. That'll kick off soon. It's a Tuesday. If you didn't know that already, just dropping some extra knowledge for y'all get excited and let us know. Respond on Instagram. Let us know who your pick is to win the Champions League this year. Let's head to our last segment, everybody's favorite. This week we're playing a little devil's advocate. Evil, evil's advocate. Tell us about it, Icy. Thank you, Jones and Big E. All right. We are doing freshman year at college. COVID experience. Are we doing our own? Are we doing our own like mics? Is this where we're all doing DJ jockey? You guys got me in the zone. All right. I was feeling it. Hey, <laughs> chips, chips. <laughs> Buy some today. <laughs> Come to Flavortown. Population U. <laughs> Such a good slogan. It's actually Flavor. It's sticking it's, with us. It's Flavorville. It's Flavor. Oh, okay, Flavortown Flavor is run by uh, what's his name? DMC. <laughs> by our boy. Uh, by Guy. By Ricky. Mr. Guy. Yes, Fieri. <laughs> okay. Freshman year at college. The COVID experience. Let's start with Biggie, Eli. In-person classes are so much better than Zoom classes. In-person classes suck. Okay. You get up. It's probably an 8 a.m. Let's be honest. You probably accidentally signed up for an 8 a.m. class. So picture this. You wake up. It's already 9. You missed an hour of your class. To hit the last 15 minutes, you have to walk there. At that point, it's done. It's not even worth it. So you're not going to walk. You miss the whole class versus bam, you turn on your laptop, sign into the Zoom, get into class. No one notices. Teacher throws a pop quiz for the last 15 minutes. You nail it because you studied the night before. You would have missed it if you had to go in person. So in-person classes, henceforth, here too, worse than online classes. (laughs) Thank you, Eli. (laughs) Jones, eating meals in the cafeteria or at a restaurant with all your friends is missed. Uh, all right, so devil's advocate here. <laughs> Just playing devil's advocate for you guys. Um, I think eating with friends is uh, a horrible... Um, uh, pr- oh, you just, there's a burden. There's a burden in doing it, all right? There's the social implication, right, of being organized and finding a time with folk. Who who, who really has that capability and, and, and is willing to, to, to find hours of the day to spend with others? That's already psych- psych- psychopathic. Second, all right, peer pressure when eating with people, all right? If you're like me, you're a slow eater, 
I take my sweet time. I don't want people around me rushing me, right? And I don't want people watching me as I like to cut my meal into little tiny little bits and pieces. So tiny I can little eat bits it. and pieces. Little little nibble bats, little nibble bibbles. So because I don't want to choke, I don't want to be digesting that stuff later, and it, it comes up. So, um, so just saying, anyone who's missing uh, going to the cafeteria with friends or whatever, like you're, you don't, you don't really want, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mr. Hermit Jones. <laughs> you know, all your all your good lads. Okay. Eli, the ability to leave campus and go on a sweet trip with the fam while being in class really sucks because you don't get the inclusive college experience. I can genuinely play devil's advocate here. Not that I couldn't on the other one, but everything you need is on the campus. It's got your friends who you can eat lunch with. Just spend a nice long lunch. Let them eat at their own pace. I'm shuddering. That's oh my god. <laughs> it's got your classes, obviously, that you should be attending all of them. Why? Why would you? Okay. It's got the nightlife, and <laughs> I guess if this is framed in the the COVID college experience that you shouldn't be doing, but it hey, it has it in in other years. Anyways, there's a lot of room on campus. You can just be outside, be outside safely hanging out with other people, playing sports, doing stuff like that. No need to go off campus. It's a, it's almost more dangerous off campus if you think about it. You don't want to bring that back to campus because that's unfair to all your classmates. Driving is a very dangerous thing. It's true. It just, <laughs> just is. In general. Unless you're driving your life forward by committing yourself to college. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And last but not least, Jonesy. Not being able to go to big college parties is a-okay with me. All right, devil's advocate. Uh, scoot over, loser. <laughs> You're welcome, the beast. Take a take a hit of take a hit of this uh, and smoke it because it's it's time that you had some fun. All right, uh, parties parties are where it's at, bro. All right, crack open a cold one with your homeboys and uh, bump the Vici. Cause we're going to open up some levels to this, right? Uh, if you're not, if you're not getting down and dirty on the D floor, it's what we call the dance floor back in my f, f-, f- town. It's short for frat. Uh, we're <laughs> F town. F Ville, uh, is also Flavorville, not to get confused. Hey. Um, <laughs> hey. There we go. Uh, yeah, I, there's not much to say. If you, if you don't want to party right now, then, uh, you, you get out of get out of my life because all that's all I'm trying to that's all I'm trying to do. Uh, so bump bump it up and back it back it down. Uh, we're hitting Flavorville, choo choo all aboard. I think you uh, are the most unique hermit ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so look, you can't put a time limit on my dance floors on on the dance floor. You can put it. You can like that that with that. Everybody's bumping. All right, everyone's gonna move to those those flows. You're just a, a corner of the room dancer. <laughs> Very much. Well, you finish your meal from lunch. Finish your you, meal. Had to, you had to bring to the party at like 12. Small bites of the burrito. Just small tiny, bites. Tiny nibbles. Small bites. You peck at it. <laughs> I feel like we almost need to give a disclaimer on that one. If anyone's listening and seriously considering that. Anything you like to say, Jones? If you're seriously considering having a party in this in this Economy. world, let me know because I haven't I haven't been to one in a while, and I could really go for one. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying, yeah. Eli? No, we'll keep it that way because we support 
safety and health regulations. That's our disclaimer. Right. And, and, and in addition to yes, and so, you know, continue being safe and hitting your boy up when you got stuff going on. (laughs) A's. A's. With that, (laughs) we will leave you. Thank you for listening. As always, sticking with us to the end. We do have a lot of cool projects coming. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Keep listening to the pod. Share them with friends. That'd be mighty swell of you. And like, subscribe, and do all the other stuff to them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this right now. We'll be back next week. Signing off. See you next week. Apparently, Cavani just signed a two-year contract. If you guys didn't see that. No. With, uh, with United. Really? Yeah. They got their forward. Wait, what? This. Yeah, Edison Cavani has agreed to a two-year contract with United. The agreement was closed this afternoon. He will travel to Manchester from Paris tomorrow for medical. <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs>